Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Max Jackson released the wonderful album Life of the Party in 2020 and she has just released an EP out here. Last year she won the prestigious Toyota Starmaker competition. I have questions about all of those things. Hello, Max. Hello, Sophie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. We were just saying I feel like I already know you, but we haven't chatted before, so this is so fun. And it's very fun for me because Life of the Party is an album I play all the time, but I will get to that. I'm going to start off by saying congratulations belatedly for being named Star Maker last year. I was at the Star Maker Grand Final and I had a feeling you were going to win during the day, actually. Someone had said to me, who do you think will win? I said, Max Jackson's going to win. And uh, you you did win. Um, And initially that was to be announced in January, of course, but the Mm -hmm. festival was delayed till April last year. What was it like for you waiting all those months to find out what was going to happen? Oh my gosh, I am officially the most impatient person in the world. So you can imagine when they announced that there was post, the festival was postponed. I was just like, what am I going to do now all this time to wait? But I really did sort of utilize that time, I guess, just to prepare more. And being in the Toyota Star Maker competition is a big deal. You've got to get up on the biggest stage in Tamworth and, and play. So I actually in hindsight, I'm grateful for those extra few months to to be ready for it, for sure. But I'm just, I've had the most incredible year as Toyota Star Maker for 2022. And I'm sure we'll talk about more of that stuff too. Yes. Well, I, I just on the night itself, I thought, wow, this is, this is full on. Like I, I'd never been to the Star Maker Grand Final before. And you know, the band's there, you've all got to perform one song. So there are 10 contestants or 10 grand finalists. You perform one song, then you go off and you come back and perform another song and it's all quite frantic and the camera's going on and everything. To manage your adrenaline on a night like that when it's not your show, Uh as a band that's not yours, that must be quite tricky as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was full on. And I mean, obviously you saw what happened at the grand final, but in the day, in the lead up to the actual grand final night, it was really full on as well. We do an interview with the judges throughout Mm -hmm. the day. And so they sort of like ask a lot of questions about what you will do if you win and, and sort of um, some tricky questions too, just to see how people handle that sort of uh, interview there as well, which was full on. And then we went over and we had our sound check and our rehearsal with the band, which actually just got me so excited because it sounded amazing. And I mean, they're just stellar musicians that you get to play with, which is such a awesome experience. Um, but yeah, the night is very, very full on. And there are there's a lot of cameras, um, it's being live streamed. So you've got all of those things sort of on top of the fact that you're in a competition, you want to do your best and, um, you know, you, ultimately you want to win. <laughs> yeah, um, And it's, for people who don't know much about it, it's not a talent search so comp- competition. It's a competition for artists at a certain level of their career. So you had the album mm-hmm. out by the time you entered it. Um, you've been playing music live for quite a while, even though you're a, a young woman. So what prompted you to enter at that particular stage of your career? Yeah, look, I'd watched the competition uh for pretty much as long as I can remember. I've been going to Tamworth since I was a little girl and I'd watched a lot of other winners, um, you know, take their titles. And it was always something that was in the back of my mind that I wanted to do. Um, But it wasn't actually until sort of 
after we were in the lockdowns and I'd released my album, like you mentioned, and then there was so much time where we couldn't play, we couldn't get out and and do all the things that we usually Mm. love to do. And it sort of just made me think a lot about, you know, well, when, when we are able to get back out, what am I going to do? And um, it's sort of a bit of a woo woo uh, thing, but I do a lot of meditation and I'm someone who um, has experienced a lot of anxiety and things like that throughout my life. So I do meditation a lot and I was doing this guided meditation on, it was something called like, what are your next steps? (laughs) Something like that. And, uh, and I remember I was doing it and I just literally had the idea to enter Star Maker as I was doing it. And when I, um, you know, sort of opened my eyes, I jumped on the website to check if uh, the entries were still open and they were supposed to have closed that day, but they'd extended it for a week. which was just felt really like, you know, okay, well, you're definitely meant to enter this. That felt like a sign for me. And so I went ahead and I entered and yeah, and then I made the top 10 and then ultimately won, which was such a cool thing. As a sidebar, because I was going to ask you about songwriting later, but because you mentioned meditation, I'm interested whether you use meditation uh, in your songwriting or just general creative practice. Like, do you trust ideas that come to you uh, when you meditate. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've always been, when it comes to songwriting, I always believe that there's like this idea of us where all the ideas are floating around and that like we're lucky enough obviously to grab onto them every now and then and um, sort of the ideas choose us. And obviously a lot of song ideas come from personal experience, but sometimes you just get this idea and you think, where did that come from? Like it's got to be you're tapping into something is sort of what I think. And um, I guess so I always think if I get an idea, I have to do something with it. So I have to, if I don't have time to write it that day, I have to write it down at least and, you know, write everything that I'm thinking at that moment. Or, um, yeah, if I'm stuck, I I do go to meditation a lot or, um, you know, just sort of like uh, trying to think of the bigger picture and, and getting the ideas that way. So I guess it is a tool that I use in that way as well. And do you find that live performance is also like meditation in that you're completely present in it or are you a live performer who's actually got your brain sort of doing other things while you're playing? Yeah, no, I totally uh, immerse myself in whatever I'm doing. I've always been one of those people that like if I'm, you know, if I'm working on something on my laptop and somebody else is talking to me, I'm like, sorry, sorry, what did you say? And then I'll be like listening and then I'll be can you just say it again? Because <laughs> I absolutely do immerse myself in um, in things completely. So, um, yeah, there's been a couple of experiences on stage where I feel like, um, you know, I can't, sometimes I can't even remember actually, like I can remember what it felt like to be on stage, but I don't remember the particulars about like what I said or what, you know, what I did and, and um, sort of just immerse yourself in it so much that you get a bit lost, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it is because it means you're completely in flow with what you're doing. Yeah, uh, those moments. But to go back to Star Maker, because once you won it, I was looking at your Instagram. You just had all these things suddenly happening. Like you were here, you were there, you were doing this, you were doing that. So you went to Nashville, you did some other things. So what have you been up to in the past few months? Oh my gosh, it's been an amazing. Well, it's really nine months or so uh, since I won, and uh, the the day after I won, actually, the craziest thing was I went to pick up my new car, which is a <laughs> part of the prize. So I woke up the next morning, and I think I had. So I think the Star Maker Grand Final finished pretty close to I guess 10 o'clock or so at night and then there was a lot of media backstage and people hanging around to celebrate after and then my first media call was like 6 30 the next morning um, and I had media calls all morning and then at about 9 30 I went to pick up the car which was crazy we headed over to Toyota picked up the car which was brand new I didn't realize it was going to be like 
brand, brand, brand new. Right. Um, and it was it's just the nicest car that I've ever been able to drive around and, and a fuel card, which was crazy. Then sort of the year uh, just was so fast paced. It was getting to Nashville in June, playing at CMA Fest, playing at the Bluebird Cafe, uh, writing songs. So I wrote four songs. I was only there for eight days. So I did all of this in eight wow. days. I wrote four songs, played at CMA, played at the Bluebird. Um, two of those songs made it onto my EP as well. Uh, then I basically came home and played a bunch of festivals, which was really cool. Played Gimpy Master and Groundwater Country Music Festival and, and a few others as well in between. And we also sort of did an acoustic tour at the same time. So making the most of obviously having the car and the fuel car that we could get out and play, uh, particularly in some more regional areas. So we did a bunch of shows that were in some smaller towns and uh, communities, which was really fun, an acoustic tour. And basically, yeah, working on my EP at the same time, being in the studio on the Central Coast with Rod McCormack, my producer. And so, yeah, it's just been really fast paced and um, really, really good. I mentioned I'm someone who um, suffers, you know, with anxiety and I, I don't think I've felt anxious at once this year because I haven't had enough time. <laughs> <laughs> to stop and worry yeah <laughs> seriously yeah. um but you are in the unusual position of being like a crossover star maker because of the time of year it was announced and I um I did see you during the festival this just happened saying that you don't have to hand the car back until April so I'm guessing they're giving you your full 12 months and you and Lauren are just Lauren Ryan who was the new star maker winner are just overlapping a little bit yeah, no, I'm so excited for Lauren, the brand new Toyota star maker. It's now her year completely, but otherwise um, Toyota have been so kind uh, and Tim with Regional Council and everyone involved to um, yeah allow me to have the car for a bit longer, which is cool because we have a bunch of things coming up. We've got CMC Rocks Queensland too in March, so it means that we can take the car and fly the Toyota star maker flag there too. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have packed pretty much a year's worth of activity into the nine months um, since you won it. So, uh, and I mentioned the festival, Tamworth Country Music Festival that's just happened. How was your 2023 Tamworth? Oh my gosh. Well, I thought last year, I thought April was busy, but mm. oh, I think I tripled it this year. It mm. was a very busy, um, really great things happened. So I actually had my first ticketed show and it sold out, which was so, thank you. It was so exciting. And I was launching the EP at that show, which was really cool. So it was the first time having the EP there for sale, playing it completely through. First time I've ever played all the songs on stage. So that was a really special moment and uh, just a real full circle, beautiful thing to do. And then I had uh, two shows in the park which was the official opening concert and also the Star Maker Grand Final. So I performed while they were deciding upon the new winner, which was so exciting. I actually, obviously great choice, but I wish they took a little longer because I wanted to do a couple of extra songs because it was yeah, so much enough. fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I basically got around and did a bunch of other events, things to do with Toyota and, and things like that over the festival. Oh, and something else really cool. Actually, I was on the other side of the interview because I was doing a interview series called Star Chats, which was in partnership mm -hmm. with TCMF, and I was interviewing artists every day live on the TCMF Facebook page. So really loved doing that as well. It was just so much fun sort of researching into the artists and trying to ask them questions, you know, that 
we don't get asked all the time, which is cool. Yeah, I saw a, a clip of that time and you were sitting right in the middle of Peel Street, I think. Yes, it was right, live. Yeah. It was live in the street and we were at a different location every day. And the exciting thing was that the artist got announced the afternoon before. So we would have fans come down and join in and we had tickets to give away and things like that. So, yeah, it definitely kept me busy um, amidst the other performances as well. So the EP out here has four songs on it and it is it is a different piece of work to your album. So uh, I don't know if that's because you've worked with some different songwriters or you just have a different intention for it. So you mentioned that two of the songs were written while you are in Nashville and were the other two songs that you had already written pre-Star Maker or are they all new since then? Yeah, so pretty much um, just speaking to the fact that it is um, very different too. So my album Life of the Party was sort of much more of a songwriter focus. So I'd I'd been a behind the scenes songwriter as well for other artists for a long time before. And so I just love writing songs. And I'd written, I think in one year, I wrote like 160 songs one year. And so I like I'm obsessed with writing songs. And so then I guess that album was the 13 best songs that I chose out of sort of like the eight or 10 years before that of writing because it was my first uh, collection of songs. So that was definitely much more of a songwriter focus, whereas uh, the new EP is really focused on the music that we can play at the big festivals that we've been playing. And it, and it is much more high energy, which is uh, really exciting to play live. Um, so the so Runnin' I actually wrote when I found out that I was a grand finalist. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it was just the day that I actually heard and they said, you know, you're going to be in the grand final. And and I thought, oh, my gosh, I need a song that is really up and uh, has a lot of energy to be up on that big stage in Tamworth. So I wrote that that day and then I took it to uh, Rod McCormack, who I finished it off with um, before that. So that was cool. And then Stratosphere is a song that I wrote in Nashville. You Deserve Better I wrote in Nashville as well. And also... Um, Someone in a Small Town was a song that I actually wrote with Nolan Wynn, who has been recently writing a lot of songs with James Johnston too. And we sort of um, met each other just through mutual friends and uh, we didn't really know each other the first time we, we jumped on Zoom, which was to write this song and I had that idea. Uh, and we just hit it off and and it was probably one of the quickest and easiest songs that I've ever written with anyone. And that was just focused for, um, for the EP. I think we only ended up writing it probably in October or so. Right. So they're all all new songs um, that had been written, yeah, only sort of in the last year. And someone in a small town, I guess, is a little bit autobiographical because you're from a small town. You're from Canamble yeah. in New South Wales. So what was great about growing up in a small town and what was not so oh my great? Gosh. Well, you know what? Um, I haven't lived in Canamble for a really long time. I moved when I was about 12 years old, but um, I have the best memories of growing up in a country town. And I think Canamble's very small. It's a very tight knit community. And the song that I wrote um, is about sort of what my favorite thing about Canamble is. And that's, um, you know, that every single person plays a really important role. So mm -hmm. my mum's a hairdresser and she, she had a big salon when we lived in Canamble and she sort of like doubled as, you know, people's counselor. And then mm -hmm. my, my dad was the life of the party when he would walk into, you know, the local pub or my my nan makes a mean sponge cake like no matter who you are in in a country town you are important for for whatever reason you know what I mean and and it all sort of that uh I guess how you rely on your neighbor and mm -hmm. you really 
uh, are involved in that community. Uh, that's something I really wanted to write about. And so that's essentially what the song is about is that everyone is someone in a small town. And it's sort of actually, I, um, when I had the idea, it was, it wasn't called someone in a small town. I think it was called somebody in a small town. And then I took the idea in and, and we sort of came up with the whole thing that the verses go, someone in a small town is dying to get out. He was born and raised and sort of, it does that. And then it flips the meaning of someone in a small town in the chorus, which I really love. But yeah, I think it's the start of a long writing friendship with Nolan, ah. which is really fun. Yeah, yeah. And you also mentioned Rod McCormack as your producer and you've um, you've had a long association with Rod and with Gina Jeffries, his wife. Yeah. Um, and I believe that you were mentored by Gina or you have been for, for a while. So how did you come to meet her? Yeah, so back in 2009, I think it was 2009, I entered a competition called Brand New Star, which was a radio competition on the Central Coast. So I, I joke now and say I only do things with star in the name. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <I> ent- <laughs> and you know what's funny is I actually haven't entered many competitions in my life. I've always been a part of like country music clubs and things like that growing up where I used to go and perform, but not so much competitions. So that competition I entered and the prize, there was a cash prize, but there was also a day, a full day of mentoring with Gina and also a recording with Rod. So mm-hmm. I all, I look back on that and I just think I can't believe, you know, that that kicked off the longest, you know, friendship and uh, collaborative team that I've had in music. And I remember when I'm, because I was a really, really big fan of Gina Jeffries growing up. She would come out to Canamble and play and my mum would, mum and dad would take me to all of the big country singers shows and I would look up and think I just want to be like them one day and Gina was absolutely one of those for me so it was a really exciting moment to meet Gina and we just really hit it off like we absolutely felt like we'd known each other before that first meeting and that turned into more mentoring you know throughout the next couple of years and then I ended up teaching at her performance school that she has as well and then joined her band and toured with her opening her show all around Australia on the beautiful Tangle tour and then uh yeah just continued to mentor me this whole time she actually just called me um Mm -hmm. a couple of hours ago just for a Tamworth debrief so she's just someone who absolutely inspires me so much and um yeah has helped me like beyond words uh, over the 14 years that we've known each other. And I think that is a lovely part of uh, Australian country music that is that mentoring relationship that can happen. No doubt you in turn will do it for someone if you're not already doing it. Um, so Absolutely. I know passed on in that way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on Life of the Party, uh, which Rod produced, there is the song Song Girl, and you did talk earlier about how many songs um, you had written in a year and how many songs you had to choose from. When did songwriting start for you? Songwriting really started, so when we moved, when I was about 12, we moved from Canamble to the Hunter Valley and basically for me that felt like the big city. It felt like I was just so out of my comfort zone and I remember going to my school and even on the first day they accidentally took me into like two years above where I was supposed to be and I thought everyone was like so tall and I was so so small and I thought oh my gosh these can't be the people I'm going to be in class with and I just felt so uh out of place and I guess growing up and being a really massive country music fan I really wanted to be a country singer and all of that and I um that was just so different um you know for for you know like anyone at that school (laughs) so basically I actually got a bit picked on about it and I ended up getting my first guitar 
around that time and I just remember sitting down and writing my first song I like I don't even know why I did it I hadn't had any lessons on how to do it or anything like that but I guess I just loved music for such a long time and was able to sing a lot of other people's songs on the guitar and stuff and I just picked a bunch of chords and started writing what I was feeling and (laughs) I laugh now looking back but the song that I wrote was called No One Sees Me (laughs) And it was, it was really about that whole, like, no one understands me. I'm so different Mm. to everybody here. And so I guess for as long as I've been writing songs since I was about 12, it's always just really been like what I'm feeling and uh, getting that out onto the paper. And I think that's something that's really cool about songwriting is it's an incredible way to process emotion as well. Mm -hmm. And so you talking about singing other people's songs and playing on guitar and you have such a lovely singing voice. Is it something that you had lessons for? You've just developed it over the years. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Um, So basically when I was little, I was a really um, loud, sort of crazy, energetic, um, slightly naughty (laughs) child. (laughs) And my mum, basically I was too young to go to school and she thought we've got to do something with it because she's just got so much energy to burn and we need to get something going. And um, there wasn't sort of a lot of different activities. I wasn't very into sports. I played one netball game and nobody threw me the ball. And then when they did, I dropped it. So I walked off and I never (laughs) went back on. Wasn't really into sports other than actually I was a really competitive swimmer um, when I was a little bit older. But my mum, so then didn't like the sport, didn't like the little athletics, all those things. So she put me into elocution lessons because that was one of the only things that she could find. So I was reciting poems and I, I only would ever do it there was this fairy book, a fairy poem book that I would read it from when I was about three. And I have footage of myself reading it on stage um, or, or reciting it, I guess. Obviously, I wasn't reading it. But then uh, in one of my lessons, actually, apparently, um, they tell me that I sang the poem. I just sang it out. And so my teacher, um, shout out to Jessie Tim, who still is in Canamble, uh, she basically said to my mum, I think that she's a really nice singer and so she was also a singing teacher and so it turned into lessons from there and then over the years actually when I first moved to new uh, to the Hunter Valley sorry one of my first singing teachers here was Lynn Botel as well (laughs) so so I'm Botel for another thing and Lynn is my most favorite singer in the world um and so I learned from her for a long time and sort of yeah I had a, a lot of different teachers throughout the years but I definitely liked the teachers who were in the country space and sort of really understood that it's not so much technical singing compared to other styles of music. Well, except that I find that in Australian country music, at least part of the the great thing as a listener is knowing that the singers do enunciate really clearly. I mean, your elocution put you in good stead. So it's not like super technical singing, I guess, but it is clear communication. That's a big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've always Listening to Life at the Party, I often think when I'm listening to it that part of the element of it is uh, almost like a mission statement in that um, music is what you're meant to be doing. That's that's a message that's really clear on that album. So what age did you realise that? For as long as I can remember. Like I don't remember ever thinking about doing anything else. Uh and it's sort of crazy because I didn't grow up in a musical family at all. Like I mentioned, my mom's a hairdresser. My dad has always worked in management roles in, in like the concrete industry. So they sort of didn't really, well, as soon as I was saying, I want to sing and I want to do these things, they had really no idea what to do. And that's why we were always seeking out, you know, help from teachers and mentors and, and going to country music clubs where I could be around other people who liked that 
sort of thing. Um, but I just remember from a really young age, like this is all I have ever wanted to do. And I worked a couple of just odd jobs when I left school so that I could save money to, you know, record the next song or buy the next instrument. And I guess every single time I ever went to any other job, it was just so that I could fund this. And I um now through the week, I actually do mentor um, a bunch of other students. So passing on now what I've learned to, I have about 30 students that I teach every week, which I absolutely love. And some of them are guitar, singing, songwriting, um, and basically whatever they, I, I call it, I'm their confidence coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> How lovely. I think it's, yeah, because that is, that is part of it. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a talent that people would say is a talent like music, but confidence is definitely a talent I think that can be yeah possible. for sure yeah um and uh but speaking of confidence the title of the album is a little ironic in that you make it clear in the title song that you're not necessarily the life of the party yeah absolutely yeah so life of the party is about uh my personal experience with anxiety and particularly social anxiety I just remember like for as long as as long as I can remember I would be going to something that I really wanted to go to, but I had this overwhelming feeling of, but I just hate the moment when I have to walk through the door. Mm -hmm. Like I just can remember that so vividly. And I used to be on the way to something. And and then I would say to my mum, I don't want to go anymore. I just don't want to go. It's, it's too much. And I guess it's because I've always been someone who's put a lot of pressure on myself as well to do really well in everything that I do so um I I would say that and then she would say that's all right we'll turn around we'll go home and then I'd be like no I don't want to turn around and go home I want to go and it was just such a confusing feeling Mm -hmm. and so I really wanted to write a song about that I think there's a lot of songs out there about mental health but I guess I just hadn't heard one that sort of spoke more to that exact feeling that I had and and what I experienced when it came to anxiety because everyone experiences such different things. So uh, when I went over to Nashville, this was in about 2018, I was in a room with uh, an incredible songwriter, Jay Knowles. And I, I always say only two anxious humans could write this song. And it, and the reason it worked so well is because he totally got it. He was yeah. just like, oh, I know exactly the feeling. He's like, I don't want to dress up because if I dress up and then I show up and no one else is dressed up, like when I walk in, everyone's going to know that I'm there. Like yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It was just straight out of uh, that sort of internal chatter that I have and that he had. And I guess it's the push and pull as well of being someone who, who wants to perform, has the ability to do it. Um, yeah. And you have, yes, wanting to be out there, but also thinking, I don't really want to be out there. And that's, that's not easily reconciled. But as you said, you've been practicing meditation uh, and obviously you've got yourself to a place where you can manage that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, so I always think about it as like my, I have two sort of personalities, my off stage and my on stage and my on stage is um, like the superhero version of my off stage. <laughs> that's that's the easiest way I just like get up there and and I'm the superhero version of me today and I can absolutely and when you've been on stage for a really long time as well you know how much joy it brings not only to me but Mm -hmm. to other people and I think that's something that keeps me getting up on stage every single time is how much fun I have and at the end of every single or actually two seconds into every single performance I think this is the most fun in the entire (laughs) world and I want to do that again (laughs) yeah well I do listen to your album when I want to smile or or like even if I just want to dance around the living room Um, and I'm wondering what music you listen to when you want to do those things 
Oh my gosh. I listen to so much music. Um, some of my favorites, um, one of my absolute favorite albums is, uh, Casey Musgraves, mm. uh, golden hour. And it's one of my most favorite albums of all time that I would just put on and listen to and love. Um, some more recent things that I've really loved is Miranda Lambert's new album. I think she's such a strong, female and she always plays that really strong character in her songs, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. And it's so stylized too. That's something that I really love is sort of like having that constant flow and style, I guess, throughout the music. Um, they're two particular favorites. I also love just listening to great songwriters. So like even just today, I was listening to Hardy's new album mm-hmm. because he's one of the most innovative and creative writers that, uh, you know, I've heard in a really long time. So particular, always country. Um, but yeah, sort of depends on the mood too. You know, when you're like, I don't know what mood I'm in today. I'm going to scroll through and see what I feel like listening to. Yeah. Well, I've had you talking for quite a while and I should let you get to the rest of your evening. Um, (laughs) but just looking ahead for the rest of the year, you mentioned some shows you're heading to CMC in Queensland. Have you planned out the whole year yet, or are you leaving some time to write new songs? Yeah, I absolutely am going to go for a writing season a little bit this year. I'm going over to Nashville, but playing is absolutely at the forefront of everything that we're planning. And I've got a lot of shows in the works. It's not really something I can say yet, um, but I've got a bunch of things planned and I just can't wait, especially, you know, being on the back of the show in Tamworth and how much fun we had now that I've got my band together and it's a whole vibe and it's everything you know happening happening that I've always dreamt of of having so we've definitely got a few festivals in the works and then side shows as well so obviously people can follow my socials and and check out for when we announce that but yeah plan is to get out to as many uh places and particularly regional regional areas too as we can well I can thoroughly recommend that people do that Max because no doubt your your music will make them as happy as it makes me so but Thank I will leave you, it there. Sophie. And uh, the EP is out here. The album is Life of the Party. Max Jackson, such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you, Sophie. This has been really fun. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.